1: Hello and welcome to the Rock Your Voice podcast. Vocal coaching tips that will transform your voice, interviews that will inspire industry guidance and so much more. Without further ado, let's get on with the show. Today on the Rock Your Voice podcast, I am joined by the wonderful Dan Davidson. It's quite easy to overlook the fact that he is still an independent artist. When you look at all the things he has achieved and what he's done with his music and his career, the second single he released to country music went platinum. He's got seven CCMA nominations, 10 ACMA awards. He's playing all over the world. He's got his headlining tour coming up right now. His singles out to radio. He's got a documentary coming out. It's wild. Really, if you're an emerging artist and you want to stay in that independent lane, you need to listen to this conversation. I hope you enjoy it as much as I did, and thank you so much for joining me, Dan. Here's my conversation with Dan Davidson. Hello, hello. How are you?
0: I am well. How are you? I'm
1: good. I'm good. So I'm going to start you off with a bit of a curveball because I've seen you now twice in songwriter sessions, and you always bring this up, and Mm -hmm. I want to know how on earth k-pop how the heck did that happen
0: yes well (laughs) (laughs) it's it is pretty funny like so i I have a a publisher which is essentially like a songwriting manager i guess and um yeah so they've seen me do a lot of writing for first rock and then pop and now country and and so they could They've kind of, you know, known me to be a, a little bit versatile on the writing side of things. And it's it. led me to some weird situations. So I've gotten <laughs> pitched to to get some last-minute songs together for a few different Asian pop projects. Yes. And, you know, so I've, I've written for J-pop and K-pop. And I've written in China before for some Chinese pop stuff. And it's just the weirdest thing because they, like the way they look at music is so not the way that north america looks at music like they they look for such complex harmonic things it really borrows from so many genres yeah Yeah, like like i said on stage the other day like trying to shake my 40 year old white dude from the suburbs brain and replace (laughs) it with my inner 14-year-old Korean girl is is not the easiest trick in the world. <laughs>
1: right, right. Yeah, that's that's some method acting there, some method writing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny cuz I just I never know if it's I never know if it's going to work. Like I never quite know if what I'm doing is it's just my personal view of what's happening over there and if I'm completely missing the mark or not. But the funny thing is, is that in the end, like they'll, they'll take the song and they might hold on to a few English phrases and then the translator, they just they just turn the rest into whatever they want. So it's kind of a lucrative writing situation. They end up taking like a huge chunk of the song just to translate it.
1: That's wild. That's really, really interesting. So yeah, I was going to say like, like linguistically, like... How does that even
0: work? I was just trying to, like, come up with... It almost wasn't even about what the lyrics were or, what right. like, what they meant. It's more about how they sounded. And if I could fit anything that sounded, like, really American in it, okay. then it was kind of more... In my idea, in, in my little brain, it just seems like that would be more catchy. If they're going to say an English word, it should really sound American or something.
1: That's so cool. That's so awesome. No, I was really intrigued as to like, how the heck you got into that. And I thought like this is really interesting for the podcast because a lot of the people who listen are emerging artists and songwriters and people who want to get into that sort of publishing side of things so I guess like how did you how did you even get into that side of things and to be in that situation where this was pitched to you like how did you get to that
0: well it seems like it's it's such a crazy high-paced thing that the writing for that and my publishers they would just start sending me pitches so they'd be like hey can you get a song written and produced by Friday and send it in for this pitch? Wow. So it's always such a mad scramble like it's yeah. just like full on you're writing for a day you're working on the demo and trying to make it sound as convincing as a, a to you know as close to a record as you possibly can get yeah, it in like yeah. 2 or 3 days so it's wow. it's uh it's not for the faint of heart (laughs) i think i rolled into it just because i'm i've become like a a track guy in in demo sessions where you know if we're writing a song i always end up doing the demo
1: yeah 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 because obviously like you you're so multifaceted you do so many different things you do your producing you you, like you produce other artists you're writing for other artists and of course you're dan davidson yourself Uh, so like so many different hats that you wear and so many different things like where did it all begin for you
0: you know, I, I guess I kind of started getting serious about music in, I wasn't even really serious in high school. I was playing in a lot of, like, just terrible, like, punk bands and stuff like that, and as I graduated, I had just I didn't know what I was going to do, didn't know what I liked. I, I knew I liked playing guitar, Nice. so I applied for uh, the Grant McEwen music program, and last minute I I got in so I started doing that and learning a little bit about how to learn and how to think about music and how to play with people that was that was really important to me but I was you know 17 and 18 when I was going through that so I wasn't like the best student right (laughs) I was kind (laughs) of coasting on some sort of natural ability I guess and uh, but it did it did teach me a lot about ear training and and How to interact with other musicians, and from there, that's where I met my a couple of guys from my rock and roll band, Tupelo Honey.
1: Right, it's just so wild the journey of like who you meet along the way and who who's like your people and and building your network and your community and stuff.
0: Yeah, just one thing always leads to another. Like you, ne- you never know what where you're gonna end up, just yeah. due to the fact like it's all about connections it's all about who you know in this industry so
1: totally
0: it's it, you got to work with people to get anywhere
1: yeah 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 i think it was um i think it was robert it was robert from 97 south and um tim nichols who was talking to a group that i was working with out there that weekend and saying you know it's not like if you're going to become a lawyer or a doctor or something there isn't actually like a goal post and like congratulations here's your document and you are now a musician, it's it's just the goalposts move every day. Everything that you're aiming for changes every day. It's just such a wild, and I think that's what's so awesome about the industry is because it isn't—you never reach that end line.
0: Yeah, you know, it's 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 great because it's challenging and it, it like builds new avenues to create success and, and ways to solve problems. But it's so frustrating at the same time because you know, like if uh, if somebody is as committed and you know as competent. Um, as somebody, you know, if, you, if a musician is as competent as somebody going through law school, gets their degree, they, they you know, whatever, they get a job, they know they're going to be a lawyer because right. they've done the steps. Yes. They go through it and that's it. And then you, you go through life and you make your money. Yeah. But in, in music, like, you know, some of the <laughs> best musicians and songwriters I've ever known are the ones that quit after yeah. five or six years. And it's such a bummer. But uh, yeah, so that's, that's kind of the. The hard part about our industry is is it's never it's not always merit based. Sometimes yes. it's timing based, and and there's luck involved. It's yeah, it's a it's a bit of a roller coaster ride. That's for sure.
1: Totally. What what would you say to to people who are maybe they've done the degree, they're at that point where it's like, why am I doing this? <laughs> it's like, what motivation <laughs> or story do you have to say like, you know what? There is light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> Or go be a lawyer.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Accounting is fun. Yeah, exactly. Do that. Do both. If you can do both, do both. But yeah, it's it's one of those things, you know, we all have days like that. Where we're just like, what am I doing? Like, how is this working? But, you know, it's it's that's the fun thing about the music industry is that the highs are so high yeah. that sometimes it it makes you forget about those days where it's not so fun. But you know, at the end of the day, I, I, where I'm at, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty happy because you yeah. know I'm not the most famous person in the world, but I get to travel the world and make yes. music with my friends and uh, I, I get to do something I love. And so, Absolutely. I think when I look back on this, when I'm, when I'm old, I'm going to be pretty happy. I've had the experiences I've had totally
1: and it it really looks like you're having fun you're like just look at one of your music videos and honestly I can't help but smile when I'm like if I'm in a shit mood I'm like okay let's just put Dan Davidson videos on YouTube and it's like you know what you don't have to be so serious just have a good time man and I love that because so many musicians are like I'm producing my music video and it's like gets so serious and intense and heavy and it's like really like it doesn't have to be like even I know it goes back a long time but you won an award for the one that you did for like 500 bucks or something which actually had me in hysterics
0: today whatever. yeah well we, like, <laughs> the first two or three videos were all, all like that like I mean and it was literally like we had no budget the profound it was the one yeah, the song yeah, that went yeah. platinum that one it was literally Travis who's in the office next door here okay. uh, he's a vi- video director I just called him and I just said hey I've got zero budget this song is blown up can you can we do something and yeah. we we sat down in his apartment and we had like notepads we're trying to write ideas and the only thing that we had was the word mascot costumes circled and so we got up drove to this costume store (laughs) got a bunch of mascot costumes dressed up our friends like a bunch of idiots and i looked up and it was like top 10 on cmt (laughs) it's It's crazy
1: i love it it's just like follow those follow the 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 trail to the madness and just see where it takes you. enjoy the journey because it really does it just it's fun what you're doing i absolutely love it like and especially now, what you've got going on with with the whole '80s retro vibe, like hello cassettes.
0: Yes, it's very it's very exciting. It's fun to do this kind of stuff because, like before, it was all the sort of happy-go-lucky kind of just like, oh, what's crazy Dan gonna do next? <laughs> so it's 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 nice to kind of channel that in a direction that's more towards the the brand of this new record. Like yes. it's the record's gonna be called 1980 something, and all the songs have little sprinkles of like drum machines or bright poppy synths and. It's nice. all wrapped in country music, obviously, yeah. but, you know, it it seemed like a real opportunity to do something fun on the video side that, like, kind of spoke to that. Yeah. And it's a little more serious, but when you're watching it, it's kind of, it's still a little silly just because of how unbelievably 80s it is. Like, we just yeah. did the last video on a camcorder that we found from a friend oh that was, gosh. like, manufactured in 1992 or something like that. <laughs>
1: Keeping it real, yeah. I love this! And you just got back from Australia as well, like you've had a, had a really busy, busy time lately. Like
0: Been to Australia twice, and in the UK twice this year, so wow. Australia's becoming such a trip for me now. It's, you know, people are singing along to songs that uh, they have no business singing along to. Like, it's just like, how do they even know this stuff? And, oh. So the fans are great, and I'm starting to get offers to, to come back in the spring yeah. already for, oh, and, you know, it's for more money than I think I've ever made, it's, yes. it's just weird
1: this is not weird at all Dan you've got it's so, it's so sweet this is why I think you're so awesome too whenever you're talking on stage it's always just like I have no business being here there is no bit this is it's like no you really do you're awesome you're such a great entertainer it's so much fun to hear you sing and hear like see you perform and I was thinking too about your humor because the videos and just the way you come across I was like no wonder Australians are love him because it's it's almost like that british kind of little bit off but but so on yeah. the market at the same time i'm like yeah this this totally makes sense it's like yeah and you said you were over in the uk as well so
0: yeah it's you know it's it has been fun and i think that's like it's been a nice reminder to go to those markets and and just kind of be myself because i'm always telling myself that at the end of the day artists stick around because there's personality there and if you don't have like something that feels real that people can hang on to i feel like people just kind of go away you know some artists just kind of are are another version of that and they just fade into obscurity Mm -hmm. and and i it doesn't feel good to chase trends and to chase what other people sound like and uh so yeah i don't know just like from a a personal standpoint i I just want to do stuff that feels right and play the game a little bit obviously want to fit in but just do it in my own way and and uh yeah so playing these foreign markets and just getting to just not think and just play and have people respond is just kind of filling filling up the old tank batteries on full
1: totally that's so awesome how did you feel taking some country stuff over to the uk how was it how are the audience over there
0: i i love it it just feels like it's just starting to happen you know like they're they're serious about it I find that the UK fans are a little more um, folky singer songwritery kind of fans where the Aussies are more party, party, party. (laughs) uh, But it's cool though, because we did the the C2C event in London and we're playing outside the the O2 arena and and we took the tube there because that's how you get around. And every tube stop, we got closer to the O2. It was kind of funny. It was like, another guy would get on with a cowboy hat or somebody would get on with like a fringy, tassel-y jacket or, you know. (laughs) And by the end, it was just like everybody was wearing these cowboy outfits they probably got off Amazon, but it was amazing.
1: Totally. I'm like, where the heck would you go in the UK to buy – it's so funny even my family now they're like emma works with a lot of country and western singers it's like they can't just say country (laughs) musicians or whatever they're like a lot of country and western i'm like just say country just
0: (laughs) (laughs) i'm a western singer i don't do country only western
1: only western
0: (laughs) (laughs) well it's it's fun now too because the way country is now it's like i found that there's like a little spot for everyone to fit in which is Mm -hmm. the coolest part about the genre it's so wide that you'll have the the title Childers and the Zach Bryans and you know like the Turnpike Troubadours but you also have Kane Brown and and, you know Thomas Rhett and so there's a spot for everyone and I think that landscape is what has opened it up to places like the UK because they're like oh Okay, there's a little flavor over here that I like, and I like that artist. So it's not just you're driving down one small road; totally. it's it's this whole wide thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't you don't need your your mullet or your your achy breaky heart. Like it was so funny. I just I vividly remember as a kid, my dad had cable tv which was like weird because i literally grew up with four channels this is the, how old i am but <laughs> it was like <laughs> i remember cmt and it was like there was billy ray cyrus with his achy break your heart and it literally what it was very country and western back then it was like pre-shania pre-any kind of like fun pop stuff and and my dad as a musician was like this is probably the biggest sector in the music industry he's like if you want to go make it in music get into country and western and i was like shut up i was like that is not a thing and i was just like yeah welcome to the world young lady
0: it's true it's weird you know and it's like it's it, it seemed like such a niche thing for so many years yeah. and then when it exploded it was just unbelievably yeah. ubiquitous you know it's it's everywhere and and everybody likes it like yeah. e- there's this band called um oh man i'm going to space on it ah i can't remember this band from america it's like it's basically hardcore music with with a little southern twang and they're kind of being you know brought into the country music landscape but it's it's heavier than anything I've ever heard in country I just love it it's cool
1: oh my gosh yeah when you remember the name you've got to let me know because I want to check that out too that sounds that sounds right up my street because because yeah you you and I both both have kind of more of a a rock background than the said aforementioned country and western so so yeah Mm. I love it like it just those transitions and how art it's so accepting of like artists making that change and coming in whereas I think it's harder say okay taylor swift can obviously do anything she wants but but for her to switch from country to pop like i think going the other way is 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 the genre's maybe aren't quite so welcoming and it's inclusive like that's something that i love about the genre of country is it's just like a big family it's just so awesome
0: totally yeah it's it, it's fun like that and and the rock world was was interesting too cuz You know I get a lot of questions people asking me like was it so was it a hard change to change from rock to country but honestly it's it it just made sense so we just started working on it and unlocked that twangy door we kept locked for all these years and away we went
1: you've got the tours well obviously you've done the UK you've done Australia and doing all those fun things but you've got a got a Canadian tour coming up so tell me a bit about that
0: yes this is my first headlining tour I've ever gone out on and it's it's a scary thing for a lot of mid-level kind uh, artists that are in my zone where you know we're, we're we're established now. Yeah. But maybe not the biggest stars in Canada, but we have fans. So it's yeah. it's go out on your own and try and sell those hard tickets cuz you know, it's really easy for us to get real comfortable playing those festival gigs or opening yeah. slots where the crowds are just give it. It's a given. They're going to yeah. it's going to be a big crowd, but this time it's like it's up to me to bring the people in. And uh, if, it feels good to even know that that's on the table. Um, so I'm really excited about it. It's something I've wanted to do. And, and I think in, in this day and age where we can't we can't guarantee that we're ever going to have radio play or anything, mm-hmm. it, it's it, you kind of have to go back to that old mentality, the old touring in a rock band way, where you yeah. just go and be there and, and make noise. And eventually you look up and there's 1,000, 2,000 people in front of you.
1: i'm so excited for you that's such a big deal like the first headliner tour that's so cool congratulations that's wonderful
0: thanks yeah it's it was a big mental step for me to be like okay we're doing it let's go and then biting my nails
1: nah it's gonna it's gonna be awesome (laughs) you're gonna have a great time so the current single right now is he met a girl
0: he met a girl yeah
1: there's new stuff coming too though right
0: yeah, it's actually, the, it's the kind of the timing of all of the tour and all the stuff coming up is kind of perfect because yeah. right now we're pushing He Met a Girl to radio, which is a really fun kind of bright, summery sounding mm-hmm. tune. And, um, and then I have a documentary coming out what? next month.
1: Stop. Okay, tell me all about this.
0: <laughs> yeah. So uh, I got some funding to do this documentary and I thought it'd be really cool to just do a little content piece on basically what where my brain was trying to come up with new music and, and fit it. into the, like the changing landscape of country. So we went, me and my, my friend Travis, again, my video yeah. guy, we, we, uh, basically went to the most like unconventional places to, to write music with uh, a few collaborators and experience mm-hmm. these, these cities and towns and, and see how it creeped into my writing and, and my yeah. headspace as an artist. So it started out in Brooklyn and, uh, you know, we brought a, a songwriter friend of mine up and we worked on some songs. We experienced the city and we kind of did that same type of thing in this like forgotten little dusty town so called cool. Wilcox, Arizona. And then we did some stuff up in Canada. We toured around. We spoke to a lot of other musicians like James Barker and Jess Moskaluk and Clayton Bellamy and, and Tim and the Glory Boys and all these people. And uh, just to try and gain some perspective of like what country is, where it's going and, and how I fit in this whole thing um amazing. and so yeah it was it was it, it kind of culminated ended on me trying out some new songs in front of like five thousand people in calgary at the calgary stampede and nice. it's really cool i've never done anything like that before
1: that is amazing how long did it take
0: um well we shot it over the course of like six months probably because right, we just right. you know just timing and shows and we wanted to give it some space between the the, the episodes like there's kind of like mini episodes okay. inside the whole thing so
1: i'm excited to see that when does that come out
0: so that's supposed to come out October 16th. It's nice. called Lighting Fires. Uh, I think we're going to do like an industry release party before we send it out to the world. But it, yeah, it'll be out in time for the tour for I sure.
1: love it. Oh, so you got like everything is hitting the ground at once. This is so cool.
0: That's yeah. So the good. album's going to be out. The documentary's going to be out. We're going to have a single out and uh, yeah, we're just, just trying to roll hard, have all the, all the lungs firing yes. at once for once.
1: I love this. Oh, Dan, that's so good. That's so, so cool. So, I want people to know where they can come and get tickets. they got to go to your website. Where can they follow you? All of these things because we want to support you and sell out your shows and do all the stuff.
0: Well, that would be awesome. Yeah, we start the tour. uh, And I'm bringing out a cool band from Quebec, actually. This band called Five Roses. They're going to come open the tour. And uh, so we're going to be starting in Vancouver on November 22nd. And then we're Calgary, November 24th. Edmonton, November 26th. Red Deer, November 27th. And then Saskatoon on 28th and winnipeg on the 29th and then we're in grand prairie on december 2nd so that's that's our western canadian run all the tickets are on dan davidson there's my plug
1: there it is there it is i'll put all the links in the show notes too as well as like links to your instagram and all that stuff and your music and your especially your youtube channel because honestly that just brightens my day every time i'm like yay (laughs) it's just so good so so good Oh, thanks. Any parting words of wisdom for, for emerging artists or singers or anything you want to share with anyone before I let you get on with your day?
0: I do have always words of wisdom, of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's funny that you say that because I was just asked that in an interview the other day. And I have a serious one. Like, I was just thinking about it. And I think the thing that I learned the most, this is, I just had this conversation with somebody at CCNA It's funny. Somebody asked me the same question and I was thinking like the thing that brought me the most opportunities and the most growth is probably just collaboration, like being open to work with people and trusting people and, you know, kind of the the artists and the little groups that kind of come up, have a bit of a squad. You find your crew and and you kind of support each other and you kind of all come up together. I see it, I see it in Nashville all the time. And, and that's, that's one thing that uh, I think has been really important to me is just surrounding myself with people that are working as hard and are as passionate about what they do. Even if it's not working for me, if we're all in it together, kind of running in the same direction, I I think that that is a huge leg up for, for young artists.
1: Amazing. I love that advice. That's so important. So important. I'm always like, telling people like who's in your community who's in your circle who's inspiring you who what's you know what what makes you want to do this every day who's around you to keep you going so that's really really cool thank you dan thank you so much for taking some time to chat with me i really really appreciate it and i'm i'm so excited for your tour and and i'm really looking forward to this documentary so yeah i'll be following everything to make sure i get to see that as soon as that's ready because that sounds really really cool
0: well, thanks, Emma. It's been so so cool to chat with you. And I, I should also yell at everybody on your podcast. Do your vocal cooldowns, for the love of God. Because <laughs> that's one thing that you taught me that's definitely saved me lately.
1: Isn't it wild? Like, so many people are like, vocal what? Like... I'm like, no, 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 you got to do this. But that's a rant for another day. I think episode 50 is where I rant on that one quite heavily. (laughs) But yeah, that makes me so happy to hear that that's helped you. So yeah, always here for you and your voice, Dan. (laughs) Thank you so much for chatting with me.
0: problem my pleasure. Talk to you later.
1: Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Please feel free to like, share, subscribe. And if you feel inclined to leave a review, I truly, truly appreciate it. You can check out all things voice at rocketvocalstudios.com. That's R-O-C-K-I-T vocalstudios.com. And follow me on social too, at Rocket Vocal Studios. Thanks again for listening. And I'll be back with lots more for you very, very soon.